Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Carlene Savage, conflict resolution expert, founder of the Savage Theory of Resolution and your host. And we are talking about how do we bond in our intimate relationships, part four. How do we create that bond? Now, if you listen to part three, then you then you heard me at the end. I was building up. And so I want to continue. Let's continue to dive into this. And just to refresh, we were talking about when you start looking at each other and you start that series of conversations in your head where it's like, you know, they're not doing that much for me. It's not really there. The connection's not really there, blah, blah, blah. I And I said in part three, it's your responsibility. I would say it to your spouse. It's your responsibility. But if you are listening to me, then you are the only one that needs to matter about what you are doing and not start looking externally about who is satisfying your marriage, who is doing that, who is being vulnerable. Is he connecting with me? Is he doing X, Y, Z? That is not how you create bond in your marriages. You want a marriage that lasts, you want a bond. You want to bond and rebond and keep bonding. With my husband, my husband's had, you know, brain injuries, and you've heard him in part two, part three, or whatever. Um, he's had brain injuries. He doesn't remember this stuff. So I am constantly having to rebond. I'm constantly having to draw on those things again. But whose problem is it? It's mine. If I want a marriage that lasts, it is only my problem. Now, can offenses happen in that? Absolutely. Can he do the wrong things? Absolutely. Can he not want me? Absolutely. And I shared with you in part three, I know what it's like to not be loved the way you thought the marriage would go. I know what it's like to have tragedy upheaval your life and put you on the brink and throw you off the edge. But if you want to bond, if you want this marriage, if you want a marriage, you need to create the bond. And the bond comes on the heels of challenges that create connection that you walk through and live through, not that you are apathetic through and no feeling and just ignore and go, we got through that one. But the one where you actually use those moments to get undressed. And what I mean by that is emotionally vulnerable. And that's what I talked about in part three. So here we are. Let's dive in. So what does the bond look like? So now that we know where we've had a hardship, a challenge or whatever, now that we've been able to physically register, oh, I didn't really put that much effort into that, into, into curing that, into resolving that, into finding out what that looks like, into doing my part. Um, if you are not willing to do that, then yeah, you're part of the reason why your marriage is breaking. And then if you're going to walk away, you need to know clearly why you're walking away. Was it because of a heated argument, a heated offense, because of those kinds of things? Can you walk away in peace and understanding and love? Can you do those things? Is this marriage so disastrous that it cannot survive you being kind? And that makes me pause in my head. Is, every, is there an offense so worthy of me trashing it? I don't think so. No matter what the offense, I still stand true to who I am. And that's why I've said I've made plenty of mistakes on my own. Emotional tantrums, all of that, all the things. I've cut him out. I've dismissed him. He's been invisible, all that, because I've gotten that. But here's the thing. His was a head injury. What's my excuse? I just deal with the offenses of the head injury. So, see, we all can have a story. 
He has his stories, I have my stories. One is not more fair over the other. But the question is, is what am I going to do with that? So am I willing to take 100% responsibility for my part of this marriage? And if that, if that is the case, then that, that means I'm willing to get naked. And I don't mean naked just in clothing. I mean naked in heart, mentally naked, spiritually naked, emotionally naked. Am I willing to pray in front of him? Or if you're a praying person, and I sure hope you are, but if you're a praying person, do you expose your heart, your prayers to him? Or are those too private? Do you see what I mean? That will create a difference. When they are not welcome into that area, then that means you're holding out. And you should be all in. Marriage, if you want it to last for a long time, forever, for eternity, whatever you believe in, if you want it to last, then you're all in. Do you tell them the secrets? Do you show them the things you're willing to do? Do you speak of dreams like the real dreams you have that maybe you've held them and they've been a secret for maybe a few months because you're really trying to process? That's different than you never telling them your dreams or never telling her your dreams. However, you want to bond. There is a difference between forcing them to be people they are not and you becoming authentically you. There is a difference. A lot of times we as women will sit there and say, ah, for us to bond, you need to connect. You need to be vulnerable. You need to share with me the pains. And I interviewed uh, 24 uh, military vets, 24. I interviewed them for a project I was working on. Then I created this little movie about them. And there are some that I interviewed and they said, I had never even told my wife these stories. Yeah. Why? Because that was too close. It's not, you have to be very careful about what is your definition of them bonding and connecting with you? Because I'm going to tell you right here, right now, you want to have a marriage that is bonded. It's none of your business. It is your business, but I'm being very matter of fact. Stop making your bond, your connection with your spouse or your intimate partner about what they are willing to contribute to your relationship. If you have the relationship, then you commit, you covenant into that relationship and accept whatever they're bringing. Now, when I say accept, I don't mean, yes, you accept the dismissal, you accept all those things. What I mean is do your part to be vulnerable and open and exposing and welcoming them into learning that this is not okay for you. And then you can make the decision, you know what, is this the marriage I want? Is this the kind of relationship? What else am I going to get if I go out there? What else kind of relationship am I going to seek? Am I never going to have it again? Great. Am I okay with the loneliness for the rest of my life? Am I okay never having somebody to share? Or am I going to draw on my kids and make them all responsible for me? Now, it's great that your kids come home. It's great that they check in on you. It's great that they they say, you know what? We're going to go spend the time with mom or dad. It's great. But them to feel obligated and and to to change up 
in order to satisfy because you lack in having a relationship. So that's all there too. But at the end of the day, where are you? Where's your contribution into that connection? Don't expect them to be more than they can expose. So for example, when um, I was interviewing these vets, as I said, they didn't share with some of their companions. Then some of them actually went back and started to share, which really created a difference. There is a marriage that I'm thinking of 24 years, and he never shared about his vet, his time in the military because it was so painful. And to him, but here's the thing. He said to her at one point, now your spouse companion may not, but this man did. And he said, it's so painful. And I don't want my relationship with you tainted with that stuff. And because of that, you honor it. It's not that he's not willing. It's that he, he said, he gave you all he could. He gave you the whole thing. Are you okay with that or not okay with that? Or are you the person that's going, no, 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 here, let me give you the new definition. I need to know all the, the ugly of what you're thinking. I need to know what that's like. I need to know what you felt. I need to hear the grit and the gore. I need to do that so I feel connected to you. Those are my terms. And if those are your terms and he can't abide by them, then you've got to go, oh, okay, well, I may be creating a problem here because they need to be able to come as they are. So in your ability to build that bond under hardships and strain and challenges, are you allowing them to be true to who they are? And are you being true to who you are? It matters in creating a long lasting relationship. If you ever have a question, just ask.